The Baltimore Ravens select Zay Flowers, the Boston College wide receiver at pick number 22. We talk about the selection and how he fits into Baltimore's offense. Also continue our Lamar Jackson conversation on our second live here on the Sister Reaction episode of Locked On You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. This is a live edition. I'm your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Wire. We're here again on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here with us on this After Dark edition here, midnight, April 28th, after the first round of the draft. We're always free and available all platforms, including over in video form on YouTube. And this live edition episode of Locked On Ravens is sponsored Baltimore Football GM, if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing a football franchise, this game is definitely for you. You download the game, so at ultimate-jam.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% reboost of their franchise using the promo code Locked On in all caps, in the game. And we're back with another live stream. We did a live stream just a couple hours ago before the draft started. Obviously, we had to because Lamar Jackson signed. But now we have another reason is the first round of the draft is just over, and I was going to do a live stream anyway after the draft to kind of recap everything that went on. And the Ravens stick and pick a 22, and they pick Zay Flowers. So we're going to talk about it, my instant reaction to the pick, if I liked it, if I didn't like it, who I would have taken, et cetera, et cetera. We'll also talk about Lamar Jackson also. We'll get into the contract. What a what a crazy day it's been. I know we're, we're at midnight. So the, the actual live stream we did earlier was very like, oh, super exciting, all this energy. Still going to be energy here, but obviously we're kind of we're kind of winding down. This is pretty late here, but I still got a lot of work ahead of me here. The Ravens decided to uh, work, work me pretty hard today, so we'll be talking about that. Also, the DeAndre Hopkins trade that wasn't and apparently isn't anymore as the Cardinals reportedly pulled him off of the trade market. And then looking ahead to tomorrow, looking ahead to today, or whenever it may be is today for listening, but looking ahead to day two of the draft and figuring out who the Ravens could take a pick 86 or they could potentially move up for someone who is realistically going to be there. So there, there's a lot to dive into. And I like these live shows because, again, you can chime in in the comments. It's a lot more interactive for me because I'm able to see what you're saying live. So if you like the pick, if you didn't, if you want to talk Lamar, be sure to comment in the chat and, and I'll be sure to get to you there. So let's start off with the with the news of Zay Flowers, the Ravens pick at 22. They take Zay Flowers. And actually, let's start with um let, let's start with how the Ravens actually got there. Because I think the board kind of fell in such a weird and wild way. The Texans picked CJ Stroud at two. Well, the Panthers took Bryce Young at one, but the Texans take CJ Stroud at two. Then they trade up to three. They had two and three and took Will Anderson there. You have a run of a mini run on running backs. Bijan Robinson goes eight to the Falcons. And then you have Jameer Gibbs going at number 12 to the Lions, which I think was out of left field. And then also, you kind of get that run. We got runs. We got a run on corner right before the Ravens picked and then a run on wide receivers as the Ravens picked. So Christian Gonzalez, and if you were following along with me on Twitter, you can follow me over there at CapShirk at 34. I wanted Christian Gonzalez bad. I, I wanted him. He was like Kyle Hamilton for me, a guy who just should not be falling but was falling for some reason. And the Ravens were obviously in a much better spot to catch Kyle Hamilton last year at 14 compared to 22 this year. But I just, oh my God, I wanted him so badly. It didn't work out. The Patriots 
Bill Belichick, of course, swooping in and taking. I thought the Steelers actually traded up to get him, but they ended up taking Roger Jones. So the board actually fell pretty, actually really well for the Ravens because at that point, right when Gonzalez was taken, Emmanuel Forbes went before him. After the first 15 picks, I think only one corner was taken, and that was Devon Witherspoon. So it was falling really well. There were no wide receivers taken until pick 20. Jackson Smith and Jigbo went to Seattle there. I, I was really hoping for him. And for me, it was either Billy Porter Jr. or Jackson Smith and Jigba. At 22, I do like Zay Flowers. I like to pick a lot. He was my top. I probably would have taken Joey Porter Jr. personally, but that's not to say I don't like the Flowers pick. Like people can have opinions on like, you know, oh, I, I this is my number one guy. Flowers was probably number, he was probably, it was probably 2A on my list. I think it was Joey Porter Jr. one, Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison is 2A and 2B. And then Deontay Banks is probably number three there. So I think that this is the this is a good pick for them. Corners obviously still a huge need, but you, you can't deny what Flowers brings them on the offensive end. And guy from Newark saying our offense is really starting to look pretty good. It is. I mean, I, I put it out there: Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. You know, you, you can go with that list. Nate Flowers adds an element of explosiveness. I mean, he's a, he's a devastating route runner. I shared multiple clips of him just absolutely torching, whether it was a player or the air on routes. Over the course of his four years at Boston College, 200 catches right on the dot with 3,056 yards in 29 receiving touchdowns. Also had 57 carries for 345 yards and two scores. So actually averaged 6.1 yards per carry. So I think Todd Monk is going to have a lot of fun with that and maybe – using him all around the field and making sure that he can be in a ton of different places and utilize his skill set in the right way. And I think when you're talking about Addison versus Flowers, I think Zay Flowers is much more explosive. You can work him over the middle of the field. I think Addison is also really, really good. I think he's going he's gonna to ball out in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. But I think Flowers was a good selection. I, I wasn't on board with the Ravens taking like a Nolan Smith or Miles Murphy. I wasn't I wasn't on team edge in the first round. I was definitely wide receiver or corner, probably more corner, honestly, but I wasn't mad at wide receiver whatsoever. And then you take the other position at 86. So we'll talk about that in the, in the final part of the show. But Flowers is 100% somebody who he, he could almost be, and this is kind of a sneak preview for tomorrow's show, so be sure to tune in tomorrow at 6 a.m. But I think he could be the final piece. You know, your fan was putting the Infinity Stones in the, in the in the gauntlet or whatever it's called. I can't remember. I'm, not, I'm too, I'm too footballed out today, but Thanos putting the infinity stones, say flowers could be that piece. And, you know, Thanos powers up and everything he could be, you know, you add Odell, you bring back Lamar, you add Zay flowers. And he's, he's someone who all these weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Now, if you're an opposing defense and I, I'm gonna, I'll tell you right now, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman and Zay flowers, is a, a filthy, incredible route running trio. Like there, I, I tweeted it out. They're going to be ankles broken left and right when it comes to defensive backs, even linebackers. These guys can work over the middle of the field. Zay Flowers also can work deep. He can give you that speed. Now again, is he the fastest? Is he going to be the fastest receiver in the NFL? No, he's not. But I have that. He can blow by you if you're not careful. It's almost like the deceptive speed. He also was just fast in general. So I like this pick a lot. We have Raven76B more in the chat saying, love this pick. I do too. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it 
probably an A minus only because I would have liked to see Porter, but I think the actual fit is really good. So I'm not going to say, oh, just because they didn't draft Porter Jr. doesn't mean I, you know, it's, it's going to be a C. No, I, I like the fit a lot. I like the pick a ton. And Russian here also saying, I was on the Addison train, but I think the Flowers pick will grow on me regardless. The wide receiver room looking nasty. I don't think they could have gone wrong if it was Addison or Flowers. I, I just think Addison fits them a tiny bit better, especially when I think you just look at the dynamic ability he has. He, he does have a drop issue. I think the number was a 24 drops. That's a it's 11% drop rate. So you know, you don't really love to see that. I know Rashad Bateman struggled with drops last year, but the electricity that he brings with the electricity Rashad Bateman brings and with the electricity that obviously Odell brings, it's a lot of electricity, a lot of juice on that offense right now. Guy from Newark saying we were so close to getting JSN, but Flowers is a great pickup. I know it, it really felt like he was going to fall. It felt like JSN was going to fall, but really the, the two teams to get over, like you needed to get over Seattle and you needed to get over the Chargers. I was actually pretty surprised the Chargers took Quentin Johnson. I don't really like that pick. I was higher on Quentin Johnson than others for Baltimore, but I, I really thought that they should have taken Zay Flowers at 21. I thought that the Chargers should have done that, but hey, you know what? The, the Ravens end up getting a guy that they liked in Zay Flowers. And during his interview with, with the media, Zay Flowers said that Baltimore – was his best visit. You know, it seemed to be his most favorite visit. Also seems like he's bought and seems like he has a chip on his shoulder too, saying that, you know, we're, we're going to make every team that, that passed on pay for it. So that's the type of mentality you need coming into this league. And it's really exciting to have a player who definitely wants to be here said that it was, you know, sounded great that he was becoming a member of the Ravens. He was happy to get drafted for sure, but Really felt like he is excited about playing with Lamar, playing with Odell. Raven 76 B more saying Zay has speed and size like Hollywood, but way more physical. Yeah, that, that's a that's a really good point because for him, he's also he is he's deceptively, I'd say deceptively strong. He, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's obviously only 5'10, only 172 pounds. He's not necessarily gonna wow you in the run game, but he does have a, a sneaky element of strength to him but he's not going to overpower you. I mean, he doesn't have a huge catch radius. His frame isn't huge. So, you know, you can't throw it all the way outside and expect him to kind of reach over for it. He can do that to an extent, but his frame limits him doing that a little bit. So I think what Flowers brings to the offensive side of the ball for Baltimore is he, he can work at all three levels. Again, short, intermediate, deep. That's something that really works in the Ravens' favor because I know with what they have, they were trying to work Rashad Bateman deep a lot more last year. They were trying to work Devin Duvernay deep a lot too. So I think for the Ravens, he fits in well. You know, is, is it a seamless, you know, glove fit? Probably not, but I think it's good enough. I think it's a really good fit still. Again, just because a player doesn't necessarily, necessarily fit 100% or is perfect in every single aspect – does not mean that it's a bad pick. I would, again, give Flowers an A-, minus. give the Ravens an A- minus here. Adit Mahmoud saying, could Devin Duvernay be used, as a be used in a trade package as a $4.5 million cap hit? Possibly. I think when talking about what the Ravens could do tomorrow or today, depending on how you classify it, where you are, it's the guys who I think could be used in the trade. Patrick Queen seems to be someone who has had a buzz around him, especially after the Ravens ended up moving on or getting real quantity extension. So could the Ravens move on from Patrick Queen? Then also Duvernay, I know James Prochet, but I don't know what James Prochet gets you at this point. I don't think a lot. So if you want to get, if you want to actually move a needle somewhere, I think it's Queen 
or Duvernay. But I think also, like, a lot of people are talking about, and we'll kind of get into this in the second segment, man. The Ravens in their wide receiver room, you know, it's so deep now. It's so overcrowded. They have to trade somebody. Well, we, we figured out what happened last year when the Ravens didn't have any depth at wide receiver. It was if Rashad Bateman goes down, you know, the Ravens are not in a good spot. And then Bateman and Devin Dufresne went down. And it was like the worst nightmare scenario you could have imagined for them. It was the corpse of Deshaun Jackson. It was Sammy Watkins on a, on a round two. Prochet, Tylen Wallace, Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson, to you know, his credit, played pretty solidly. But I like Demarcus Robinson as like a number four, number five, not a number one. So Duvernay, I think, still provides value. Plus, I think the cap situation, you know, Adit saying the $4.5 million cap hit, I don't think that's necessarily a huge issue anymore with the more extension, especially, you know, once we start to get the particulars of the deal, I'm going to assume that cap hit, unless it's already been put out there and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to assume that cap hit is on the lower side in years one and two. So the, you can afford that $4.5 million cap hit now, whereas before the Lamar extension, you're definitely kind of strapped for cash. So again, this is exciting for me. I'm really happy for Zay Flowers. I'm happy for the Ravens. I'm happy for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens finally putting talent around Lamar Jackson in a way that I know a lot of people have wanted for a really long time. And come, coming up, we'll continue to talk about Zay Flowers. We'll also dive into the Lamar contract. We'll talk about DeAndre Hopkins, how the draft played out for Baltimore and more. So be sure to stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. A lot still to talk about on Locked on Ravens. But first, I do want to tell you a bit about Ultimate Football GM. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app a ton. And if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, you have to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through the seasons and lead your team to glory. I'm trying to build a historic dynasty. And it's really a super fun game. I mean, look, if you want to take the Ravens approach, sign a quarterback to a long-term extension, draft a wide receiver in the first round, you can do that. And all the good and bad decisions you make will have consequences, good or bad on the franchise. And once you download it, you don't even need Wi-Fi to play. And if you have friends or family, it's super immersive. You can play with them too. And with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms and navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel, issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a realistic and challenging game world. Ultimate Football GM is free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Ravens listeners, Get a free boost to their franchise using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. Download the games at ultimate-gm.com. Look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. We are back. Our live edition after dark midnight edition of Locked On Ravens here. Instant reacting to the Ravens selection of Zay Flowers. Also, Lamar Jackson. Talk. Kevin Oshreck is still here with you. And thank you so much for being here. Making us your first listen of the day or the night here on Locked On Ravens. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. We do these live shows every single time. Big news happens. So we'll be going live after day two tomorrow. So right around once round three ends. Also on Saturday after round seven ends, we'll be going live again. Now, any other big news the Ravens make, you know, if it's a trade of Patrick Queen, if they acquire somebody, we can go on live. And it's a really good, again, really good time for me to engage in the chat. We're five days a week, two regular schedule. So tomorrow we'll be coming back with the 6 a.m. show on Friday. So be sure to check that out. And, and yeah, it's exciting. Thank you for all the support here on Locked on Ravens. But let's, let's get back to Zay Flowers. Let's get back to the pick here. We'll look and chat a little bit now. Casino Forever saying, you have strong legs like a running back. He's good run after the catch and he's he so yeah he has strong legs like a running back he is he has that deceptive strength to him again he's not the strongest guy run blocking wise you probably don't want him out there on clear running downs but he gives you a lot in other aspects and, and 
he's such a he's such a dynamic. Guy. I can't get over the dynamic ability. I mean, if you, if you go to my Twitter and look at the clips, like the, the two clips I posted of him route running, and also just the highlights people are posting left and right. I mean, it is incredible. The, the one where he's he's running routes on air, the change of direction, the absolute change of direction he has on that clip. You know, it's just, someone said it should not be humanly possible to do that, and I agree. Like it is, it is ridiculous. So I'm sure Todd Munkin is smiling right now after in, le- in less than three weeks, the Ravens have signed Odell, they've extended Lamar, and they've also drafted Zay Flowers. Todd Munkin must be one of the happiest people in Baltimore. I know we're all happy, but Todd Munkin must be one of the happiest people in the city right now. So shout out to him. But I also think, you know, this is an opportunity now for the Ravens to truly unlock Lamar Jackson, truly unlock this offense. There were a lot of there were a lot of checklist points coming in this offseason for the Ravens. Obviously, firing Greg Roman was one of those, bringing a new offensive coordinator, getting Lamar the wide receiver help that he has deserved for the past five years of his career. You know, just getting Lamar back in general was a big point, right? But I think now the Ravens have addressed a lot of those. Now you almost have to turn to the defensive side of the ball and say, let's shore up that corner. We'll talk about that later again. But Guy from Newark saying, do we have a second-round pick tomorrow? No, the Ravens don't have a second-round pick. The Ravens' second-round pick is Roquan Smith. And if you're listening if you're listening to me right now, I want to make a prediction. Jake Luke and I did it yesterday on, on our show. We, and he, he mentioned it, the fact that when the Ravens are on the clock at their pick, whatever their pick was, I can't remember what the pick was, but the second-round pick the Ravens traded to Chicago. When the Ravens are on the clock, I am – guaranteeing if there was a FanDuel prop, I would take it. I'm guaranteeing the Ravens account will tweet. We take Roquan Smith with the X number, with whatever pick it was. We, our guy, our pick is Roquan Smith. That It's such a lock. The, the Browns did it with Deshaun Watson in the first round. A lot of the Broncos did it with Russell Wilson last year, but no second round pick for Baltimore. It's, it's going to be tough not having one, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's tough because there are so many players who I think could go like Cam Smith, for example, who didn't go. He's a corner. I like then the Ravens have 86. So we'll talk about this later, but is a guy like Darius rush, you know, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, et cetera, Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brent. There are going to be plenty of good corners, but there might be a little run early on those. And Casino also saying, we, re- we really revamped our wide receiver court. feels great to be a Ravens fan. This has been a great day. This has been an amazing day for the Ravens. I mean, all things considered, I think this has been one of the best days in franchise history. Like, considering where we were even a couple of weeks ago with Lamar, and even like when the, when the trade request came out, to have this kind of transpire on draft day the way it did, obviously the excitement of the draft is one thing. But to have the biggest news, honestly, probably in franchise, or at least it has to be up there, right? One of the biggest news pieces, the biggest extension in franchise history being dropped within the excitement of draft day, watching it happen live. It, it was a great day. And also seeing the Ravens, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins rumblings, which unfortunately are probably not going to come to fruition now with Zay Flowers. And apparently the cards just took them off the trade block altogether. But I think that this has been its been an incredible day. It's been a refreshing day. I think a lot of stress has been lifted up off a lot of people's shoulders, whether it is the Ravens or Lamar Jackson or Ravens fans or Ravens media. There's just a collective sigh of relief to kind of have the Lamar Jackson situation be done, be over, and we can kind of move forward now. I talked about it on shows earlier. You're an everyday, you probably know this, but my content plan was gutted. It was absolutely 
gutted this offseason by Lamar Jackson. And we're still plenty to talk about, don't get me wrong, but I couldn't really lead up into free agency. I couldn't really lead up into the draft the way I wanted to because of the Lamar situation. I'm not, like, blaming Lamar or anything. <laughs> like, it's just what it was because it's such a polarizing topic. Now Lamar's back, five years, $260 million, $185 in total guarantees. I think the, the, the details of that deal are still going to be trickling in. But this is what we all wanted, a resolution to this situation. And it coming before the draft is just so huge. Because even if it's not DeAndre Hopkins, they clear up that cap space. They still have room for one big move. And I, I really do think it could be coming for them. This is the year where, like, you can say they're going all in. I don't think it's all in to the extent where, like, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put it. I don't think it's all in to the extent where if everything fails this year, they're done and they have to go into a full rebuild. Obviously, you're not going to do that with Lamar. But they're going all in in the way that they're making big move after big move, being involved in rumblings. And if the Ravens can have this draft go a certain way with a good corner at 86, and then maybe they can trade for a corner that we don't know is on the block or bring in, bring back Marcus Peters or bring in Marcus Peters and Rocky Eskin. That could be really impressive to me. So Raven 76, be more saying Jalen Ramsey just gave us props on offense saying we can be dangerous. I think I saw that briefly right before I was going to record. So shout out to the Raven 76 for, for, put, for putting that out there. But yeah, I mean, look, the Ravens are a respected franchise. I think the way the Ravens have handled this offseason. I mean, look, with the Lamar situation, there were times where the Ravens didn't handle it very well. There were times Lamar didn't handle it very well. But now you have Lamar back. You have Odell, you have Zay Flowers, you have the pieces you already had on offense. This offense is going to be scary and really, really good. Desai saying, how do you see the Ravens trading back into the second player or future picks or both? I, I'd have to lean more player. I think if you were to trade back into the second if you're the Ravens, it would have to be very late, like 60s. And you would honestly probably have to give up a future pick. So if you're comfortable, and you know, I'll put this out there to everyone, if you're comfortable trading 86 and a future second or future third or 86 and Patrick Queen to move into the second, maybe 86 and Devin Duvernay to move into the very late or very early third, maybe, maybe. But I think the trade into the second, like if you want to go up and get 40, you have to give up a lot. You have to give up a lot to get there. I think, I think a player could fall that would be worth it. Again, friends, Tyreek Stevenson. Travis Hodges Tomlinson is more like 86, honestly, in my opinion. But those two guys, plus Cam Smith, Darius Rush has kind of, I think, risen up the draft boards. There are corners that I don't think are going to be there at 86 for the Ravens, where if they fall into a certain range, I'd 100% be okay with them trading up. But I do think that the Ravens don't want to necessarily completely dip into their future asset pool right now in terms of picks. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them try to trade up. But I think they might try to, try to attach a player in that deal as opposed to super, super like heavy investment into that draft capital pool for the future. Earl, Earl Phillips saying, bro, I wish we'd use 22 for D-Hop, but I'll take Zay. He's a beast. Yeah, so the, the DeAndre Hopkins stuff, apparently from what I had seen, is that the Cardinals took him off the trade block. Mont Monty Austin for the Cardinals GM, you know, said that he wasn't moving. So I think that dream for everybody is, is dead at this point. Would have been really nice to have DeAndre Hopkins. I, I definitely would not be opposed, but it seems like he's going to be staying in Arizona. Zay Flowers is a, is a Raven. I'm happy about that pick. Coming up on our final segment, we'll be continuing talking about Lamar, the draft, who the Ravens could target on day two of the draft. So be sure to stay tuned. Still lots to dive into. Again, this is a midnight live instant reaction edition of Locked on Ravens. But first, I do want to tell you a bit about 
Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious snack with all the sugar and calories and you need the best tasting protein bar ever built, you have to try this. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you and Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy. They taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You don't think they're good for you. You have to try these. What makes Built Bars so good is the start is the covered in 100% real chocolate. And they have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. They have only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. They're whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, as you even need to wait to get a box for you, I've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run, run, run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, such as brownie batter puff and churro puff. We can make you later. We're back. Final segment. Locked on Ravens Live Edition here on Friday morning, Thursday night, however you want to classify that. Kevin Ostraker, still talking with you here. It's late. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the late, 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 late listeners here on Locked on Ravens. It's been a busy day, extremely exciting with some more news. Had to happen on draft day. I've been I've been working hard, but this is worth it being able to come in here, talk about the Ravens and uh Talk about a really successful day for them. So, again, be sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Follow along in audio form. It's the same show, both audio and video. So if you're driving into work one day, listening in audio form, and then if you watch another day on YouTube, you're not missing anything in either form that you can watch or listen any way you want to. If you have a friend or a family member who's a Ravens fan, be sure to throw them over our way as well. And, yeah, wait, Joey Porter Jr., Jermaine Street coming in here saying Joey Porter Jr. is the next chip. Yeah, I forgot he didn't go. <laughs> I, I totally forgot he didn't go. Now, if he's a player like a T. Higgins or a Michael Jr. back in uh, 2020, where he's probably going to go like the first couple picks. Like the Steelers are, are – honestly, the Steelers are probably getting them with their pick. They have the first pick in the draft tomorrow, and I would not be shocked if, if they got him. That would be a pretty nightmare scenario. I, I would love Joey Porter Jr., but I would uh, – God, I – him going to the Steelers would just be them getting Roderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. Gotta give him credit. That, that'd that be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we have a fanatic formula saying, Kevo, we appreciate you, broski. I, I appreciate you, my man. Thank you for tuning in here. Again, I, I know it's late. We got the late night after dark clock on Ravens. These don't happen a lot, but we will be doing these. You know, if the Ravens have a primetime game next year, I'm sure they will. Right after those games, every single game, we're going to be instant reactioning to those. So we'll do a live stream after every single Ravens game preseason in regular season and playoffs and hopefully Super Bowl, we'll be doing an instant reaction episode to those. Jermaine saying, Kevin, I think you're right, but it was one of the best I've seen. We ain't done yet. Yeah, I don't think they are. I think that there's still a lot that they could do. There's still one or two big moves they could make. I'm with Jermaine on this right now. Desai saying, Kevin Seymour's for real, our corner number three. <laughs> yeah, the, the corner room right now does not look great. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it does not look good right now. Marlon Humphrey's Marlon Humphrey, one of the best in the league. They're set. If they want one top guy, they have it. Other than that, I put it out earlier today or, you know, yesterday. Jalen Armour Davis, Brandon Stevens, Pepe Williams, Kevon Seymour, Bo Pete Keys, Daryl Worley, they they need bodies there. It, it would be shocking if the Ravens didn't take a corner at 86 unless you know, they would have to reach really far for someone who maybe isn't worth that pick. They also are probably going to bring in somebody. Marcus Peters, Rocky Asin, they have to at this point. Their corner room, especially with the way that the AFC North is with the AFC, you have to bring in 
quality quality cornerbacks to, to run up with those teams. So we'll see what happens. Fanatic saying we still live. We're we're still live here, hundred percent. Got got to get the content in when you can. And then you know we we have Cash saying you know he says he hates Zay. He sucks in the small and isn't even that fast. There are there are there are those varying opinions of him in terms of should they have taken Jordan Addison? Should they have taken Joey Porter Jr.? I am of the opinion that they don't have they don't need to have Zay Flowers do everything in year one. I think you can cover up Zay Flowers' shortcomings while being able to let him do what he's good at early on with having Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman. I, th- I think that's the, the beauty of, of this situation where he can learn how to work the NFL game, how to work an NFL defense without throwing him in there and saying, you know what, Zay, you're the number one wide out here. Go in and do everything. You know, you have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. He can be a complimentary piece that's really good. And then he can learn the game and hopefully use that to his advantage. He is small. You know, he is. He, he's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the biggest frame. He has struggle with the drops. That There is that aspect to his game. But the electricity, when you watch him, I think is more than worth the Ravens to take that risk on and have all these types, like this, this skill set of player that can break you down, break down a defensive back, and just absolutely work after the catch. So that to me is super exciting, but I do understand there are some, there are some aspects of Zay Flowers in his game that some people aren't necessarily super excited about. Earl Phillips saying, uh, to Jermaine, that yeah, Joey P going to the Steelers first pick. I, I, I think that is pretty locked. Like I would be, I'd be pretty surprised if that wasn't the pick. It's an, it's an unfortunate outcome for sure that the Steelers would have an A draft in my opinion. But I mean, if we're being realistic, there was no way he's falling to 86 for the Ravens. There's no way he's even falling to like 40, in my opinion. So hopefully the Steelers pass on him for somebody else. Maybe they like Cam Smith better. But I, I would, if the, again, if there was a fandom prop, I'm sure there is actually, I, I would probably bet Joey Porter Jr. going to Pittsburgh there in the in the first pick of the second round. Nisai saying, yeah, back to the Porter Jr. You know, he lives in Pittsburgh. Streets are saying they're picking Joey Porter Jr. first thing. Yep, not not a shock to me. Earl saying we got to trade for a corner with next year's picks in Duvernay. I'm trying to think who it would be. Like, if anybody has any ideas, you're free to put them in the chat. But what corner would you like to see them trade for? Like, what realistically do you think they could do to maybe get a corner in? The Stephon Gilmore trade was a fifth. I mean, the Cowboys got him for a fifth from Indianapolis. I'm sure the Ravens could maybe throw a fourth or a third next year, plus a player at somebody, and get a pretty solid corner. But I'm, I'm curious to see if anybody has any ideas of, of who. Uh, Fanatic saying, do you really think they can play on the outside? It will really be a career slot. I wouldn't put him on the outside. I think you can live with having Rashad Bateman and Odell on the outside this year using Zay Flowers and, and Duvernay. You can even with Duvernay on the outside more if you want to. I think he – look, he can do it. I don't think he should be doing it regularly. I, th- I think he should kind of live in the slot. He can break down – slot corners have to be a specific certain type. You know, there, there, can, there are varying types of those. But Zay Flowers and that electricity, that dynamic route running ability, he can break those guys down and he can do it really, really well. So I think if you have that skill set there, if you can win your battles in the slot, plus be able to win on the outside, like I think still win against physical corners, but it's harder for him to do it. Like I think that if you can put him in a slot and have him just break down somebody time and time again, utilize the skill set that way, that's where I would personally use him. But we'll see what ends up happening there. Let's see what else we got here. We got a lot of comments. I appreciate everybody who's coming in here. Earl saying, who's an older corner that's good we can trade for? Yeah, that's that's what I'm asking. I don't have them off the top of my head. I'll try to put some in tomorrow's show. I'll, I'll do some research and see. But I, I don't have them off the top of my head right now. Yisai saying, Rocky, I see. And I think that, yeah, that would 
that's probably a very likely situation. Maybe there's a handshake deal. Spencer Schultz mentioned that on a show a couple of weeks ago. Jermaine saying, yes, he just got the first pick tomorrow, so forgot with the legacy of Joey, Joey Porter Sr. I was so ready if the Ravens picked him to say, Joey Porter Sr., you are a Ravens fan, which would have been so fun. It would have been honestly more funny if he got taken by the Bengals after what happened with Porter Jr. and uh, Pac-Man Jones, right? I think it was Pac-Man Jones all those years ago. It seems like all those years ago now. And, yeah, I think that the Ravens will get a good one. Jermaine saying we'll get a good one. There are options. Again, Julius Prince, Tyreek Stevenson, Cam Smith, Troy Porter Jr. Those are those are like my guys. There are others. Like Darius Rush I like a lot too. But for me, I do think like if the Ravens could snag Tyreek Stevenson, if they could snag Julius Prince, those to me are real. Like I always say the realistic options that aren't likely to fall but could maybe slip and could maybe fall I think that those two would be really, really, really good. And Earl saying, don't even hype up the guys besides Marlon. They're decent last drink. I didn't do it. I didn't hype them up. I said they need help there. I I think that those guys can be good depth pieces. They cannot be like highlight pieces. You cannot go into this year having Brandon Stevens as, as your number two corner. It cannot be allowed. It cannot happen. I'm sure the Ravens know that. They'll address it. But, uh, yeah. And then, you know, even with uh, Jermaine saying I'm good with them getting Juice Man back, it's been eerily quiet, hasn't it? It's been eerily quiet on the uh, on the Marcus Peters front. I don't know why. I know he didn't play exceptionally well last year coming off the injury. And I've said it on the show before. If you're an everyday, you know what I'm talking about. Where the Ravens realistically, with all the injuries they suffered in 21, they couldn't have every single player come back and be incredible coming off the injury. J.K. Dobbins looked great coming off both his injuries. Chris Edwards looked good. Ronnie Stanley looked really good. Marcus Peters was the one who didn't. And, and that's okay. Not everybody comes back in the first year really good, but I think you can get them on a really cheap deal. And uh, I think that could happen. Earl saying Marcus ain't coming back. He deleted all his Raven stuff. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Maybe it means something. Maybe it doesn't, but I did not know that he deleted his stuff. So uh, interesting point there by Earl. Clubfoot saying if Steve Smith likes him, I like him. Welcome to Baltimore. Flowers. Yeah. Steve Smith giving a, a glowing endorsement of the flowers. And, you know, it's funny because I think some of his comparisons are Steve Smith, which is great. Hey, if the Ravens just, just took the next Steve Smith senior, you can sign me up. Definitely has that chip on a shoulder mentality. Although there, there will only be one ice up. Son. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. Carly, Carly Delva saying Brenton, the third, sign me up, sign me up for him. Retiring Stevenson in the third. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Realistically, those guys probably go in the second, but if they somehow slip to 86 or slip into the third round, I consider trading up 100%. Jamel Dean, solid. The Bucks just re-signed him, so I don't know. I don't know if the it might be different. The NBA has the clauses where you can't trade somebody immediately after signing them until like December or something. But Jamel Dean just re-signed with the Bucks, so I don't know the whole clauses on like trading a guy right after you signed him. I'd assume since they re-signed him, they wouldn't be in the market of trading for him, but it's it's a good idea. So, yeah, Jermaine Sands, he's been on the Z train. Yeah, I, I like it, too. I think Flowers brings a dynamic and brings an, an element to this offense that could be the final piece for them. And it's interesting because now with the Ravens, we'll kind of round out the show with this. Cornerback. We, we've talked about it throughout most of this third segment here. Has to be corner for them. Other needs, an edge rusher could be in play sometime. I'd probably use that day three. But edge rusher, maybe running back, maybe defensive line, those are all needs that the Ravens have. But cornerback has to take priority here. I would really, really like it if the Ravens took a corner 86. This is the deep enough corner class 
where you can probably get a high-end prospect in the third round at 86, maybe like a mid-round second player in the mid-third. That's an option for him. So I'm excited to see what they're doing. But say flowers are waving Lamar Jackson back in Baltimore, historic day for the Baltimore Ravens. And I really appreciate you tuning in here on Lockdown Ravens and being a part of the show and living it with me here today. Again, make sure to subscribe to this channel on YouTube, like the video, also follow on audio four. We'll be right back here at 6 a.m. We'll be talking about Zay Flowers a little bit more, talking about why he could be the missing piece, the final piece of the Baltimore Ravens offense that could turn everything around for them. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here soon on Lockdown Ravens.